Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome in to the Pro Football Show for this Monday, April 27th. Still recovering from a busy weekend. Most people think, oh, the draft's over on Saturday. And it really goes into Sunday with a lot of the free agent signings and work. So it's, it is a, um, it's a busy process. Things are starting to settle and working on getting you the most in-depth and best breakdowns of each and every team's draft. Um, and, oh, by the way, you're not going to get this, oh, here's who won the draft. and you, Folks, there's no such thing as winning the draft. It's about acquiring players, developing players, building a team. And this is part of a process. It's become a little bit too um, – because it's being talked about, as you know by now, my feelings on it, talked about by people who really don't know and have never been there to do this type of work, really. Um, it's a completely different job to talk about what other people are doing as opposed to doing it yourself. Um, and so there's uh, no such thing as a winning a draft. This team had an A. This team had a B. This team had – there's no such thing. It doesn't exist. If you want to create it, it's your business. A lot of people do, but those are the people that, again – are not very informed and really don't have an understanding again what goes on with it. Uh, it's, as I explain all the time, and it's amazing because I'll see stuff on Twitter talking about, oh, but Chris only had him at drank it. It's amazing sometimes you wonder why you spend all the time explaining things only to have people really not pay attention or apparently don't understand. Folks, the draft board that I provide is universal as how guys fit relative to their skill sets and relative to how they'll fit for the team that can utilize their skill set at their position. Not talking about team needs, talking about the type of fit. And, and if a player is graded in the six fours, whether they're the First player stacked at 6'4", or the last one stacked at 6'4", 
They're all fair game. So 22 to 52, you could take any one of those guys. And they're the same grade. Now, stacking them based upon a generic sense, but but you know what? Oh, man, can't believe you took this guy, he's 51, and you could have had 23. They're the same grade. Yet people just either don't understand, don't listen. There's a whole lot of things. Now, the biggest thing about the draft is not so much the players that are took, which I can't tell you, there's not many players that were taken that I don't like. There's just maybe there are other options. Well, there always are going to be that. There's always going to be that. Um, And that's the one thing that can jump back on you at times. And people say, well, it's not about who you take, it's who you don't take. No, it's it's about who you could else have taken. I mean, it, it's who else you could have taken. It's, it's a, That's part of it. That's part of it. And not necessarily that that player that's had success somewhere else would have had the same success for you. So always keep that in mind. So we're going to get into a lot of stuff. We're going to kind of go on bits and pieces and kind of talk a little bit, maybe touching a little bit each round, a little bit generic. We're going to get into probably the next day or so. We're going to start to break down each – we're going to break down each team's draft um, in detail. But that's going to take, you know, take a little time, and I don't want to just take one team. I want to give a little bit of an overview today, and we're going to get into that. And then probably, probably, you know, do more overview and see how I get through some of that and then then get into the more in-depth position by position. Certainly um, can't go into the depth that we have on LandryFootball.com with the breakdowns of all the draft. Uh, we can give you some ideas, though, of kind of how things played out. Want to make sure that you're taking advantage of the scouting season offer at LandryFootball.com. It's, it's still in place. And, folks, yeah, the draft's over. Still got second wave of free agency. How do these rosters stack up now? What are some other additions they might need to add? May not be major ones, but that. And this, for the college side of it, obviously recruiting, a lot of things going on. So um, getting you prepared for the football season all year round is what we do at LandryFootball.com. So take advantage of it today um, before the football season gets here. And – the price is a little different. Take advantage of it. You'll be better prepared for the football season now than ever before. Go to LandryFootball.com and take advantage of the scouting season offer. And take advantage of the opportunity to join our great folks at 401k Generation. They do such a great job helping you with your financial planning, money management, investments. They are the experts to help you realize your financial goals. So give them a call or give them a text today at 1-866-998-5879. They're licensed in all 50 states. So check them out. You can find out more detail about them over at LandryFootball.com. Click on 401k Generation. There's a link to their website. That would uh, be a great way to learn more about them. Either way, give them a call. Tell them we sent you. Make sure that you're getting this podcast each and every day. We're not going anywhere. Make sure that uh, we've got uh, 
you get this each and every day as well as our college podcast by going to wherever you sign up for your podcast. Go to Landry Football's Conference Call. And you can get our college show every day, our NFL show every day. And um, if we can help you brand your business like folks at 401k Generation, let us know. Contact us at LandryFootball.com. Contact Chris, and we can absolutely make that happen. And it's also where you want to go to send a question. We've got a couple of them here that we're going to address a little bit later. want to start, though, because I guess the biggest news – of Sunday, and we'll go in reverse uh, most recent, is the news that it looks like the Saints are going to sign Jameis Winston and finalize a deal on Monday to sign Jameis Winston. Um, it's going to be a very – I'm going to give you, you know, the, the viewpoint of it and why the Saints are doing it. Very economic deal. Um. It's going to be very cheap for the Saints. So, and it's one year. Um, nothing really. It's going to take up cat space. No commitment. There's really nothing for Jameis. The market hasn't been good. There's not a team in the league that has offered him a, a real chance to compete for a starting job. No one really sees him that way. Um, so he's going to have to be a backup. There's been not a big market for him as a backup, or else that would have taken place at this point. So now he's kind of at the point where the realization, he and his representatives, are that just needs to get a job with the team. For him... You get to learn from a future Hall of Famer. There is going to be a job opening in New Orleans next year. I don't think it's any – I think it would be a huge surprise if Drew Brees decides to come back. I think the expectation is that he is going to retire at the end of this year and begin the NBC broadcasting career. He's already got a deal in place. So I think this is the last go-around for Drew. I mean, it's nothing definite, but I think it's pretty pretty, um, pretty much a, a known thing, or at least the plan. So he's got a chance with any play, any practice, any performance to prove that, you know what, I, I, I can be a starting quarterback. That's what he has to prove. And he can learn from one of the best quarterback teachers around in Sean Payton. Um, and, and I think it's a great opportunity for him. And, you know, he's got to rebuild his career. I, I think the young man understands that he has he got to begin to see the game differently. And he's got to m- make better decisions. And things weren't going that. So, yeah, everybody, oh, well, it's the reset button. Uh, yeah, that's kind of cute. What's really it's about is he's got to see the game and learn the game differently. Because right now his instinctual qualities and inst- instincts people think he can't learn. Well, you can. 
you can understand the game better, you can see the game better, you can play the game smarter. That's what he has to do. He has to learn things that heretofore he's not learned for whatever reason. He's just not been able to protect the football. We know the ability to make big plays are there. Um, I've been down on Jameis for a long time because I just think he is a guy that really struggles with being over-aggressive, with not playing smart football. The Some of the physical skills are there. He doesn't move very well. So he's a straight pocket guy. So he can't do what other guys do that can move around and throw on the move. He can't do that. He's a straight pocket guy. He's got to get the ball out on time. And he's got to be real smart about with his pre-snap and post-snap reads, and he's not very good at that. He either doesn't see it, doesn't understand it, but he's been consistently poor at that throughout his college and pro career. And that's the reason why he makes so many mistakes. There's a lot of talk about, well, the Bucks' offensive line was so bad last year. But i got to tell you, Bucks' offensive line wasn't as bad as people think. The biggest problem for the Bucs' offensive line, was Jameis holding on to the ball. Again, the elementary thinking, the uneducated thinking is, well, he got hit this many times, he got sacked, because he holds the ball too long. Doesn't deliver the ball out there quickly. Break it down. He held the ball longer than anybody in the league last year. Just, you know, holding on. A little bit indecisive, um, you know, not sure where he wants to go with it, always maybe trying to go downfield, which is a part of what Bruce likes to do, and, and Jameis can get the ball downfield. There are times where you've got to attack downfield. There are times where you've got to hit the check down, and you've got to be accurate with the check down, and you have to lead receiver on the check down. There are things that you're going to have to do. So, You've got a real opportunity if Jameis will work with Drew Brees. You know, will work with Sean and that staff. And they do a really good job with quarterbacks. They've done a nice job with Taysom Hill. Did a really good job with Teddy Bridgewater. But Teddy Bridgewater is a gym rat. He works hard. And Teddy Bridgewater is really smart. Jameis is going to have to really change his whole approach. And instead of being the guy that's the accountable one, that he's got to answer for that, he's not going to have to worry about it. This is Drew Brees' team. It's Drew Brees' offense. And it's Jameis can just learn. And, you know, it's a chance for him to revitalize his career. Because, again, he learned this offseason there wasn't any starting jobs for him in the league. No one saw him that way. So he's got to change that narrative. And he's going to change it or not change it based upon his play and how he does it. He's got to – and, again, some of that can be aided with coaching. Give him some real options to get rid of the football because all those hits you take with, quote-unquote, bad protection, those are check-down options. 
you've got to have that, and you've got to see that, and you've got to find that. And he doesn't do a very good job of that, and he's going to have to get better with that. It's it's not that pe- some people are incapable. It's just they haven't done it. If he can't do it now, I you know, in this situation, and learn and get better, I, I don't know. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater's earned a starting job. It's been kind of a place to go to to learn, and you know that's that's a great opportunity for Jameis. Now for the Saints, does it make sense? Well, you can't just say it makes sense or doesn't make sense if there is given any money or any like oh we're going to give them some money in a two year deal. Now, I'm not so sure. It's not even a option as I understand. I think they're looking to see, look, let's get under the hood. We've played against this guy. This guy's played some good football against us. He's also, you know, we've seen him make a lot of mistakes, but there's talent there. And what I always say, you want to coach talent potential because if you don't have the talent or potential, then what are you really coaching and what are you really teaching? There's really not anything there. There's something there with Jameis. I don't know if he can get it out of him. I don't know if Jameis can get it out of him. Sean's very confident in himself in being able to teach the position. And he's been very successful with it. With with, with Drew Brees, but Drew's a different animal. Drew see the, sees the game in a very intuitive viewpoint that, that Jameis doesn't. And Jameis will never be Drew Brees. But could he become a productive player? Can he become a player that can reduce his mistakes? Maybe not put up gaudy numbers. Oh, he threw 30 touchdowns. Could give a hoot about that. It's about decision-making and looking at it on film. Are you making good decisions? And he doesn't make good decisions. He's got That's got to change. It's an opportunity that if the Saints are able to correct some of that, to where he's not under the pressure of playing, they can make a decision based upon what they learn. They basically get a guy that they can train. And based upon how he practices and develops and learns, they'll certainly at least have a chance to keep him down the road on another contract. If they're not comfortable with it, they'll move on and find another option. And obviously those things work in unison. What are the other options versus what do you have? But they're not they're not committing to him. They're going to work with him. Why do the Saints want it? Well, there's no question that there's a lot of talk about Taysom Hill. And, and he's going to, Jameis is going to peep for Taysom Hill. Let me explain something to you. The number two job is Jameis Winston's, unless he just spits the bit and throws up over himself. They want another quarterback that can play potentially because they want to go into a game like they've done the past few years with Taysom Hill as the slash guy. They can't do that if he's the number two quarterback. So, A, you need to get Jameis number two reps, and Jameis needs to have to come in if you have an injury. Look, if, if... 
if they have an injury to Drew Brees like last year, it's probably not going to work as well as it did with Teddy Bridgewater in the game. But a lot of what Teddy did was just protect the football. Hand the football off, work the short passing game. Now, with Jameis, if they have a two- or three-game, four-game stretch like they did with Drew, I think it was five, with Drew was out, you know, Jameis had to, would have to come in and have to protect the football better. Are they in as good a shape? Eh, probably not, but they've got more chances to make some big plays too. So, look, it's, it's, it's the key is to keep Taysom Hill as a three so that they can do all the things. And, of course, in concert with the exploration and the potential bringing Jameis in is combined with signing Taysom Hill – to a two-year deal. They're committed to Taysom Hill. <clears throat> They're not committed to Jameis Winston. But Jameis Winston needs to be the number two so that Taysom Hill can be the slash guy, that they're going to have a package each week for him, quarterback stuff, some running back stuff, some receiver stuff, playing special teams. That's what they want. That's what they like. They drafted Tommy Stevens late, seventh round, out of Mississippi State, former Penn State quarterback, Big guy, has got some athletic ability. And thinking along the same lines that maybe they can develop some of that. Some of the Taysom Hill stuff with him down the road. So we'll see how this plays out. Is they're going to have to make a decision. Now listen, Sean believes that Taysom Hill can be a quality starter in the league. I'm not sure that I buy that, but that's what he thinks. It's interesting that, that he'll need more reps as a guy, and I think he may, depending on how Jameis does, may get more than just the normal third-team reps at quarterback to see how he can develop. But I think it's interesting. I'm not not a big fan of Jameis Winston's style, but I'll just say this. If there is a place where he can be successful, if you can't be successful in this offense with this quarterback in front of you and this coaching staff, then it's 100% on you. I mean, right now it's probably 90% on Jameis. It's 100% on you now because, I mean, there's there's no better place for him to be in terms to learn it. Now, there are better places that he could go in and earn a starting job you know, again, I think he's proven that he has not a, been a good enough starting quarterback because of the negative plays. It's not about the plays that you make. It's about the plays you don't make at quarterback. I don't think people get that. You can't throw 30 picks and 30 interceptions. That's awful. But he threw 30 inter- touchdowns. Does not matter. What matters is is that you protect the football much better, much better to throw 15 touchdowns and no picks, 17, 18 touchdowns, two picks. You're going to win a lot more games. You're going to be a better football team. Now, some of that is, again, talent around them in Tampa, got some talent around them in New Orleans. Again, I think the best situation for Jameis, quite frankly, is to be on the Saints and not play. 
to, to learn, to practice, to remake himself without the pressure of playing. Outside of preseason, maybe mop-up duty, he's got to learn, hand the football off, work the quick passing game, get it out quickly. Those are some things that he needs to learn for his career, for his future if he's going to have one. And I think this is the best situation. I think going into a place where he could, you know, still be the gunslinger type would have only – look, he's got to go to quarterback rehab, okay? I think putting him into a situation, you got to go to a true rehab center with him and really teach him. So I'm not crazy about it from the Saints standpoint if they got to play him. But I think the chances of developing him and maybe playing him a little bit is going to be good for Jameis or is as good as can be for him. And then let's see where it takes him. There's no risk for the Saints. There's nobody better that's played or started in football that they could add. I mean, they're not, there's not anybody they can sit there and say, all right, look, for this role – First thought about it, even talked to him, the Saints, I'm not sure about this. Uh, you know, but as I think it through, what's there to lose? They, you know, they would prefer to have Bridgewater. Bridgewater did his job, earned his money. So you got to move on to someone else. You know, the 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 potential is there. And there's no risk for the Saints. If he doesn't work, if he doesn't learn, they could they could release him anytime. Be done with him. I mean, in a month during the season. I mean, they could do anything. I, I think that if he can progress, who knows? Maybe there's something. Maybe we're talking about you know rejuvenating rejuvenating his career. There's stability in New Orleans, stability of coaching that hadn't been where Jameis has been in Tampa. So there's there's that. Um, and, and Jameis has a chance himself to rewrite this narrative. You see, it wasn't Jameis all along. It was a, Well, it was, but now you move on and you learn from it. It's how you – it's not what you do. It's how you learn from what happens to you and what you do. And so I think there's there's obviously ability to throw the football for Jameis. Now he's got to learn how to see the game a little bit differently. So it'll be interesting as that was the biggest news. Now let's get into the draft. You know, we talked about the first round a little bit on Friday. So we're going to get into kind of just some thoughts round by round and some team-by-team stuff. Second round, I see some value in Cincinnati getting their receiver. And at the top of the draft, it was a lot of receiver talk, a lot of trade conversation, a lot of teams looking to move up. But I thought certainly in T. Higgins and Michael Pittman, the Bengals and the Colts got some receivers that can help them. I thought it was tremendous value for the Lions to get DeAndre Swift, a, a guy that, amongst the, you know, 25, 30 best players in this draft. 
to get another good back for a team that wants to run the football, work well around the quarterback, like him a lot. Xavier McKinney was really good value for the Giants at 36. Um, love Carolina's pick of uh, Yatir Grossmatos. Like what they reworked their defense and their defensive line. I thought it was good value for the Texans at 40 to get Ross Blacklock. Really good player. You know, a lot of um, talk about Jonathan Taylor and the fit and non-fit. For Indianapolis, power back. Jonathan Taylor's want to run the football. They've got a really good one there. Jacksonville, LaVisca Chenault, a big-time receiver if he can stay healthy. Bears get another tight end. The Browns in Cole Komet. Uh, the Browns get Grant Delpit good value. Like the pick of Anton Winfield. Love Anton Winfield. A playmaker for the Buccaneers. Good value for them. Um, Daryl Taylor, not a, a good fit for Seattle. Maybe a tad high, but really good player. Um, I think pretty good value for the the Bears and the Cowboys at 50-51, getting some corners in Jalen Johnson and Trevon Diggs, big corners that are physical. The Rams getting a good running back in Cam Akers that can help them uh, as a runner. It's got ability out of the backfield, good all-around back, no doubt about it. What are Jalen Hurts, what are the Eagles doing with Jalen Hurts? I don't think there's any doubt that they want to have a little bit of that way to groom Jalen Hurts along the lines of what the Saints are doing with Taysom Hill. I don't think uh, Jalen Hurts is as good of a passer. I don't think he's as accurate. I think that Taysom Hill's got limitations there as well. But I think and, and Jalen Hurts is a different type athlete than Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is faster. I think what you can do with Jalen's a little bit different. I think with Jalen is more running back stuff, more H-back stuff, whereas Taysom Hill is more receiver, more, um, you know, quick options type, you know, quick runner, whereas Jalen Hurts can do the same quarterback snap stuff, but just a little more power. I think they see that. I think they see the versatility. You know, but a guy that can develop as a backup quarterback. They've got a plan. Don't know if the plan's going to work. They've got a plan in Philly. Trust me. And they're hoping to develop a guy. So it's really interesting to see, you know, what they're doing there. Like the value of H.A. Epineza for Buffalo. Look, power and I think helps their team a great deal. Baltimore, great value, as they always do. You you just evaluate players well, and you take the best players. Uh, I mean, you get great value. Baltimore does it as good as anybody, and that's why they draft as good as anybody, and that's why they're really good. J.K. Dobbins at 55, are you kidding me? Maybe as good. You can make the case he's the best running back in this draft, and you're right there. It's in grade, you get him at 55. I mean, how good is that? Van Jefferson's got really good hands, the Rams there. Um, I'm not as high on Ezra Cleveland as others, but I think it's good value at 58. Denzel Mims, very raw as a receiver, but a big-time red zone threat. Um, Christian Fulton's good value for Tennessee at 61. Green Bay's interesting draft. A.J. Dillon's not the speed guy, 
power guy, I'm not quite sure that I'm as excited about what they did with their first two picks. Willie Gay's got some speed rush off the edge for Kansas City. Jeremy Chin is its about how you use him. He's a really good athlete. Third round, thought Logan Wilson, just a three-down linebacker that's really good. I think Julian Aquara can maybe show some edge rush ability for the Lions at 67. The Jets, Ashton Davis, one of the more instinctive safeties and cover safeties in this draft, really good. Justin Matabuke, there again. Great value at 71. Ravens, get a guy like that. Good. The Saints getting Zach Bond. Good edge rusher. Um, Atlanta, they believe Matt Hennessy can be a good guard. I see him more as a pure center. I think his played skill sets slips a little bit at guard, but I think he can play there. Neville Gallimore, good pick for the Cowboys. Terrell Lewis with the Rams. Got some edge rush ability, no doubt. Like Cameron Dantzler. His feisty coverability at corner for the Vikings. Like Jonathan Grenard. Um, can rush from a two-point stance very effectively. Like him. Devin Duvernay's really good physical receiver. Coming out of Texas for the Ravens again. Um, and actually, like some of what I've seen with uh, Lucas Nang, the tackle from TCU going for the uh, going with the Chiefs. Jacob Phillips is a really good ball hawk. Matt Pert's a good tackle. Connecticut going to Cincinnati. Didn't have him rated quite as high, but like him. Dalton Keene, I really understand what Bill Belichick's doing there in New England. Wasn't as high on Dalton Keene, but uh, may not be quite uh, right on him. Adam Troutman, curious to see what he could potentially do for the Saints. He's athletic. Can they get a package on the field for him? Can he get enough reps to maybe help and develop enough this year? You know, the Saints are so much about what can they do this year. And we go in the fourth round. The top of the draft, I thought um, things went pretty much to norm. I thought that uh, Troy Pride was good value for the Panthers. thought Harrison Bryant, tight end from Florida Atlantic, was good value for the Browns. Albert O's a really athletic tight end that probably got better football with him, going to be reunited. Drew Olson, interesting there. Um, like um, the physical run block in nature of Logan Sternberg for the Lions. Interesting pick with the Jets with James Morgan. James Morgan is a developmental guy. Like Gabriel Davis with the Bills at 128. Really like the value of James Lynch with the with Baylor at 130 for the Vikings. Really like Troy Die for the Vikings at 132. Um, so those are some of the standouts for me there. I thought Emick Robertson was really good value for the Raiders. Um, and I think the Eagles with the Jack Driscoll's good val- 
good value there. And Tyler Biotic, if healthy, uh, can be a starting center in this league. So good bottom of the fourth round selection for the Cowboys. Fifth round. Thought Shane Lemieux was good value for the Giants. The guard from Oregon. I think Jason Strawbridge of North Carolina. It's good value there. Going to Miami. Uh, I do think Keith Ishmael has got good value as an interior offensive lineman for the Redskins. Thought the Jets, Bryce Hall, was good value there. Thought Nick Harris was good value for the Browns there in the fifth round. Thought Curtis Weaver. Um, you know, when you're going to get into the fifth, sixth, seventh rounds, you want guys that are either very, very productive, that maybe have a limited upside, but they're just good and they just can make your roster better, or you want guys that maybe have a lot of ability and upside, and particularly it's this what you prefer is guys that maybe hadn't quite, you know, not quite there. They just have, they're athletic. They've got something to, to produce on the upside. But Weaver is the um, the former. I mean, he's the guy that's a really productive player, fifth round. Good, 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 good player. Good pick there. Um, thought Harrison Hand was a good pick by Minnesota at 169. Um, I think the Bears pick of Darnell Mooney is a good player. That's a good slot that maybe is a poor man, K.J. Hamler. Um, thought Minnesota did some really good things. We'll get into some of the team picks there in a second. Um, sixth round. Uh, I thought it was really good value. The kid from Kansas, Adenjai from Cincinnati, good, good value there. And I think even Natane Muti can be a physical run blocker for the Broncos. Thought Cam Brown was good value for the Giants. Um, I think Tyler Bass is a good kicker from uh, that, that's got a strong leg. Buffalo might have might be onto something there. I think the Jets with Brandon Mann's really good uh, punter, really good leg strength. I thought Robert Windsor at one ninety three for the Colts was really good. I think um, James Prosh of the Ravens again. There again, just look at a guy that just. Good football player. Outstanding slot. Ravens, just really good job. Evan Weaver, productive player for the Cardinals. Can really help themselves out a lot. Prince Tegawanago, good value for the Eagles again. Two Auburn players, two Auburn tackles that I think will end up potentially making the team and helping them. Seventh round, like the value of Marcus Bailey, Purdue, top of the seventh like the value of Carter Coughlin with the Giants. Think Geno Stone, seventh round for the Ravens, outstanding. I think K.J. Hill, the Chargers, really good value. The receiver from Ohio State. Um, Casey Toolhill, the Eagles, interesting, 233. Um, T.J. Brunson, the Giants, Linebacker like like Dane Jackson, corner from um, uh, Pittsburgh going to Buffalo. Um, 
So, interesting. Malcolm Perry's a really good athlete. Curious to see what they can do with him in Miami. Um, so, that's kind of a look at look at kind of round by round where I saw some really good value. Some quick thoughts, and we're going to just kind of Cardinals – like Simmons, like Jim, talk about where I like the players and the value. Uh, like Simmons, like Jones, like Weaver, like Benjamin. You know, the Falcons, a lot of need picks. Nothing just overly excited me. The Ravens, Love Queen, Dobbins, Matabuke, Duvernay, Harrison, Phillips, Bredesen, James Prosh, Geno Stone. Probably as good a draft as anybody, I thought. Bills, Epineza, Moss, Davis, Bass, Hodgins, Jackson. Panthers, Brown, Gross Matos, Chin, Pride. Bears, Komet, Johnson, Mooney, really good value. The Bengals, Bengals, Burrow, Higgins, Logan, Adenjai, Bailey, really, really good. Um, Not great numbers, but... I thought they hit on a lot of guys. The Browns, Wills, and Delpit, and Elliott, and Jacobs, and Bryant, and Harris, really good. The Cowboys, Lamb, and Diggs, and Gallimore, and Robinson, Biotich, and Anai, all good value there. The Broncos, Judy, Hamler, Akam, Albert O, and Tane Muti. The Lions, Akuda, Swift, Aquara, Jackson, Sternberg, Cephas, um, Penasini, defense stack from Utah in the sixth round. Thought they did good thing. Not, not really overly impressed with uh, the Packers. I thought the Texans with Blacklock and Grenard and Reed, very intriguing. The Colts with Pittman and Taylor and Blackman. Uh, Jacksonville with Henderson and Chason and Chenault and Hamilton and Quarterman, some intriguing guys for the Chiefs with. Edward Tillaire and Gay and Nang were really intriguing guys, I thought. The Raiders with Ruggs and Bolden and Edwards certainly addressed their receiver position. Um, Muse and Robertson were really, really uh, interesting picks. For the Chargers, Herbert Murray, Kelly, Hill, Pretty good value there. The Rams, Akers, and Van Jefferson, and Terrell Lewis, and Terrell Burgess. Good value. The Dolphins, like Tua, like Strawbridge, like Weaver. Love the Vikings draft with Jefferson and Gladney. I think Cleveland's solid. Not as high on him as others, but I don't I don't have a problem with him at 58. Dantzler and Woonham and Lynch and Die and even Han and Osborne and Willick, it's pretty good value. For the Patriots, Ushi and Jennings and Asai is really good. The Saints, uh, you know, a lot of talk about the Saints. and They could have done this, they could have done that. Yeah, they, they could have. There's no doubt about it. You look at the options. Um, they, they could have taken a receiver. They could have taken uh, Patrick Queen. They could have taken... Uh, a few other guys. They could have taken a guy like a um, Yatir Gross Matos or, you know, it could have number of options. Here's their thinking of it. Cesar Ruiz is a starter. 
Eric McCoy is a starter, and both can start at center or guard. And you've got Andres Pete, who's not only a starting guard, but he can start out a tackle for you. Warford's future's not all that good and may or may not make the team this year. But even if he does, and let's hope he does, what that allows for them is to have tremendous versatility on the line because if they get an injury at tackle, they're in a little bit of trouble. So Pete's the first guy out there. So you have to look at Pete as a starting guard, but your backup tackle too. And so you have to have a starting quality guard. So I and, and I can't stress enough, it's important for every team, but an offensive line position that's as important, particularly in the interior with the Saints, it makes sense. It's tough. You'd love look, shoot, you had got more picks, you could get more players. They're in a win now mode. And there are a number of guys and here's the thing, well, not a whole lot of guys can make their tent bull. There's some receivers, there's some corners. There are some pass rushers that make their team better. They just didn't have a lot of picks because that's kind of where they are. Zach Bond can give them versatility at Sam or Mike and rush the passer. Troutman, can he help them early is the key. He's raw, he's big, he's athletic. The key is can he contribute early? You know, obviously with Cook's propensity with injuries, I think it's important. I'm not, you know, Tommy Stevens is a project. That's not going to really help him now. We'll see whether he makes the team. Down the road, there could be something. How about the Giants? Thomas and McKinney and Pert and Lemieux, Brown, Coughlin, Brunson. Help themselves. Linebacker. Offensive line. Absolutely. The Jets with Mims and Davis and Zuninga and Perrine and Morgan and, and Hall. Good picks. You know, the Eagles, maybe a little high on Rieger. Hightower is another deep threat guy. Quez Rodkins, they, they needed to address the receiver. And, again, good value at tackle with Driscoll and Prince Teguanago. The Steelers, McFarland, Dotson, Davis, not crazy about their draft, but they always are so solid and know what they're looking for. San Francisco, love Kinlaw. I think Ayuk's good. I think Juwan Jennings good value in the seventh round. What can you say about the Seahawks? Look, they see it differently. They have their own guys. And Brooks is a guy that they feel like can be another um, um, Bobby Wagner. I, you know, a little high for me, but probably may not be there for them in the second round. I'm, I'm, you know, I think he's a good player. I think he'd leave better players on the board, personally. Same with Taylor, but they like those guys. Lewis can be a power runner. Parkinson's an athletic uh, Fourth-round value, I think. Um, D.J. Dallas, Alton Robinson, solid. Stephen Sullivan's got some natural ability. I, you know, it's it's an intriguing draft, no doubt. The Bucks are like Worfs, are like Winfield, like Tyler Johnson's value. Tennessee, I think Christian Fulton's good value. Not crazy about it otherwise. And then the Redskins, I think, obviously, Chase Young. Sequid Charles really helped. Nishmael's got good value. So those are some some thoughts. We're going to get into more team by team and get into more looks at things. We're going to probably tomorrow, running short on time, got a few questions. We're going to get into some of how the things played out, some of the trades, uh, how things um, 
played out in terms of we had eight centers taken, 18 guards, 21 tackles, 17 defensive ends, 17 defensive tackles, 38 linebackers, three kickers, two punters, three nose tackles, 49 defensive backs, 35 receivers, 19 running backs, 11 tight ends, 13 quarterbacks, one long snapper. 255 players selected, 72 were underclassmen. Um, We'll get into more of an overview here as the week progresses. And I tell you what we'll do. We'll leave it there for today. Got more recap stuff. We've got some really good questions. Uh, I know Jacob and uh, we've got one on Twitter that we're going to get to. I'm going to save that for tomorrow, and uh, we'll talk about uh, the latest there. Running a little bit long today, and uh, certainly duty calls. Want to make sure that I get enough time to address those questions. We'll address a couple of those questions on tomorrow's podcast. Um, Reminder to flip on over to listen to the college podcast as well. We're taking a look at the draft over there from uh, from a con- from a college viewpoint, so make sure that you check that out. And make sure that you check out the folks at 401K Generation. Give them a call. Give them a text at 1-866-998-5879. They're licensed in all 50 states, so make sure that you take advantage of that today and take advantage of the scouting season offer at LandryFootball.com where we've got all the latest breakdowns on the draft, team by team. We're working on that. Got a few of them up. We're going to get them all up here in the next couple of days. Certainly, we cover the college game, the pro game in depth. A great time to get involved from a discount standpoint, but to get a better understanding and to get a complete evaluation of the rosters in the league, that's what we do for you, as well as the college game. Um, it really helps and improves your enjoyment and your knowledge heading into the season as the season takes place. So a lot of good stuff that we've got there. X's and O's we cover. If it involves players, teams, coaches, schemes, that would, would we provide for you at LandryFootball.com. So make sure that you take advantage of it today. We appreciate you joining us. Join us again tomorrow uh, for the College and Pro Football Show. I'm Chris Landry. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.